Ladies and gentlemen and variations thereof, welcome to the Selective Zorecast, a casual Elder Scrolls podcast. My name is Rotten Deadite, and with me today is one person who's the only person in the world who loves me. <laughs> I am James, also known as Aramithius. And there's we- nobody else. It's oh. just us. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, 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 may, oh. we may have one mark on your bingo cards um, and have someone joining us at some Someone's point Someone's going to show up late. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, today we're doing Sermon 16 of the 36 Lessons of Vivek, which is a funny one. I love this sermon. It's so classy. It's cute. Uh, it's really great. It's, uh, oh, what are my callers doing? What is this about? Okay. Um, all right. Uh, oh, I need one of those badass, like, tie things that you can put underneath your tie. It puts your, it, like, pins your collars down. Yeah. <laughs> that, that'll make... That'll make me look like the whore I am. I, I do look like I, I look like a slut today because I've only got a single Windsor, mm. not a double Windsor like a reasonable person. Single Windsor like a slut, and that's a Brooklyn Nine Nine reference that he ever gets. Um, okay. So, and for uh, those of you on the audio, Rotten Dead is very dapper in waistcoat I'm, and ties at the moment. I've I've been dapper for like three yeah. casts so far because uh, I I just for shits and giggles decided to dressed like that one day and my wife gave me a look I haven't seen in my whole life ever and I was like well uh this is how I dress from now on that's it okay <laughs> it's nothing nothing but waistcoats <laughs> nothing but ties yeah no this is this is all going in the OnlyFans uh, uh calendar yeah um all right the Hort, so let's go. The Hortator wandered through the morning hold, wrestling with the lessons he had learned. It still kind of throws me that we're calling it the morning hold instead of morn hold, but I guess yes. that's technically correct. So this is okay, and, and we should recap. This is after the three lessons of the ruling kings have been taught to the to Nerevar by Vivek. Um, at least one of which while Vivek was headless. Most um, of it, but yeah. They were slippery mm. in his mind. He could not always keep the words straight, and he knew that this was a danger. So that that that's actually really, uh, I, I wrote quite a lot about this on the New Orleans School because um, it, uh, it's something that you see a lot in um, heavily metaphysical discussion in some very ascetic, uh, uh, or ascetic, I think is the term, um, religious uh, cultures. They have religious texts that they don't like it when, like, the not learned you know, or, or, or uninitiated or whatever you want to call it. People read them. They don't distribute them widely because sometimes they contain language that can be easily misinterpreted. Um, think about, for example, uh, how everybody throws a shit every time they hear Aleister Crowley's, uh, do as thou wilt shall be the whole of law. Now, if you've been watching this channel at all, you know that what that means is do, uh, uh, the things that God tells you to do. Um, act according to God's will. What does it sound like? <laughs> do. do whatever the fuck you want. It yes. sounds like to, to use a to 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 reference another video game series. It sounds a little bit like um, nothing is forbidden. Uh, nothing is true. Everything. Uh, uh, nothing is uh, everything is permitted. Nothing is true. Yes. Um, which also means uh, something very similarly complex. As it's been explained to me, James, do you do you have a you, you would know this probably better than me? I know bits that it's okay. um, as far as I understand it, that phrase or something like it has a real world origin in some mm. ecstatic Islamic traditions. Yep. Um, that um, the idea of nothing is true, everything is permitted um, <clears throat> was they 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 basically it was part of some 
re- religious ferment that was going on in Anatolia, mm-hmm. basically, that when you start looking mm-hmm. at whirling dervishes, they you get you get into some really ecstatic and fun forms of Islam, and uh, that. <laughs> Um, that start <laughs> that yeah that that start doing things like placing the worshipper in either indirect relationship with um with God um with <clears throat> God itself or that mm-hmm. the worshipper is God in some way. You had a good mm-hmm. number of Mardi esque figures that were thinking that they were the chosen one because they were God, and there was no separation really between the two, and mm-hmm. y- you were kind of moving a bit more towards. A more, I, I don't really want to say monistic uh, perspective, or but kind of, um, kind of, it's, it's similar to how it's to how some of the understandings with Chim is actually the idea of yes, e- the idea of everything is God and you are part of everything. You become part you of it. God. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's kind of my understanding of it. I haven't looked into it in any appreciable depth because trying to do it online and not getting tangled up in Assassin's Creed is really sure. hard. Or flagged by the FBI. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so the, uh, yeah, but the second you start Googling things like, you know, traditional Islamic interpretation of something, then it's just, you're on the list. Um, <laughs> I'm already on the list, given my academic um, history. I, my, my dad's on the list. No shit. My dad mm. cannot fly without checking in with the government. Mm. Uh, he cannot board an airplane because he's a nuclear physicist, yeah. which apparently means that you know how to build bombs. And... Uh, Instead of what he actually did, which was a nuclear safety inspection at a hospital um, and like MRI machines and shit. No, no, No. you're a nuclear physicist. You know how to make bombs. And so he literally has to check in. Yeah, no. Uh, every time he flies somewhere. Yeah, one of the, one of the other guys at my company gets um, gets <laughs> kind of list. gets um, gets checked because his um, when he get when he flies into the U.S. because his undergrad dissertation was on some sort of. Um, was on some sort of um, mobile radio technology. It was literally applications hmm. for mobile networking and stuff, and oh. that's enough to get him on the worrisome yeah, list. Because you're hacker man at that point. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it hey. does, I mean, and I'm um, Andrew, also known as the <laughs> Please tell me well, that you were recording locally, Andrew, so I can get that. Oh in. yeah, excellent. Yeah, I, good, 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 I, good, good. I apologize. Hey. Ah, cool. <laughs> right. I'll, I'll appreciate that. Um, that was fucking great. <laughs> but yeah, this um, it it does it doesn't help that he's um that he's from India. Um, so mm-hmm. you've mm-hmm. got the delights of the institutional attitude to people of that sort. Um, True. that's that's not going to help. But yeah, he's he's one of the ones on the no, on a no fly list. But yeah, I've gone. Thanks. Yeah. Thank, thanks to thanks to all sorts of my degree and the interesting websites I had to look through as part of it. Um, <laughs> it's probably yep. not helpful. So uh, yes. Anyway, I, my my understanding of the of the phrase, yeah, the interpretation as it's been explained to me, which is, I mean, again, may not be accurate. So big brain assault. Don't take my word for it. Mm-hmm. Um, is uh, nothing is true, everything is permitted. Everything is permitted refers to the idea that there is no God or gods that forbids action. That we can, in other words, we can take action even if it is for- forbidden by gods and therefore it is not forbidden. Because uh, if it was forbidden, we would oh. not be able to physically do it. Oh, so, that's kind and, of a theistic kind of existentialism almost. 
It is. It's nice. actually very existential. And similarly, nothing is true means it is yeah. also existentialist. It's yes. uh, it's it's about there not being an intrinsic truth that is determined by that is predetermined by essence or et cetera. And so it's um, it, it is. It's very existentialist. Oh, uh, Lord, it's 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 also it's also very, very Gaius Baltar. Mm. <laughs> The kind yeah. of God cannot love that which is not perfect, and God loves you, therefore you are perfect. Yeah, sort of <clears throat> sort of logic. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> if it if God actually forbids it, then it is in nature. Yes, uh, it is actually fully impossible. Exactly. Yeah, I can't jump out a window and fly. No, una- unassisted. Therefore, it is forbidden. But yes, you know whatever. Um. So uh. So it. So but again. If you read that line, as a matter of fact, this actually happens in one of the Assassin's Creed games. Two characters are talking to each other and they one of them says, well, what about that line? You know, uh, nothing is forbidden or nothing is true. Every, uh, uh, everything is permitted. And the uh, and the other characters are like, that's not what that means. And you know it. And uh, or, or he's saying like he was allowed to, to go assassinate somebody he wasn't supposed to assassinate. And the other characters like, that's not what that means. <laughs> and uh, and that's a good example of of uh, of of the kind of danger that the Hortator is facing at this point. He's been given all of this knowledge, but if he can't keep the meaning straight in his head, it's going to lead him down some to some b- very bad conclusions. And it also black flag was mm. it okay? Yeah, it and, it, been, and, it also, and it also it also is something that is <clears throat> I think a natural overflow of if we're assuming that the lessons of ruling kings are things to do with chim then mm-hmm. it's and because chim is something that is constantly mutating and so on then yeah. trying to keep hold of it is one mm-hmm. huge mental effort and the becoming slip in and the becoming slipshod in your thinking if i can put my teeth in um is <laughs> yeah, right. um, is the equivalent of, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, um, of the stone that remembers it's really water sort right. of thing so you do do not abuse your powers because this is why. And is abusing your. I don't think abusing your powers is necessarily entirely synonymous with becoming slipshod in your thinking, but it's a similar sort of thing. I think it could be. It's um. It's also uh, reminiscent of the danger of zero sum, which is always a problem with Jim. Mm, um, I'd argue which that is, one, but <laughs> uh, well, it, it, the idea of uh, if if Nerevar cannot keep it in his head that he can survive in that state, yeah. then. Um, he could fucking blip right out of existence. Um, I, I think I think of the thirty six lessons. I specifically me- tried to explain zero summing as a as a as a da- as a danger, but I think I was still toying with the idea of whether or not the lessons of ruling kings were about Chim or if they were just about being a ruling king, which may not necessarily be the same thing. The problem is that the thirty six lessons kind of flip flops itself. Sometimes yes. it seems to be talking about reaching heaven by violence. It seems to be about becoming divine. And then sometimes it seems to be just about handling your business as a ruler. And it's kind of hard to tell. Sometimes it seems to bring both of them together, you know, uh, either, uh, e- mm. either that or it just, it's talking about just the walking ways more broadly. It's not talking specifically about Chim <clears throat> in those sorts of instances with all of those sorts of connotations, <clears throat> but it's just bringing in other forms of becoming a, God, which we'll so, get to later on in this well, well, in this lesson. I'll, well, I'll if, cover if that's, it when. If that's the that. case, that's the <clears throat> case. Then it makes you know that makes sense in that context. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, there, there's no reason they can't both. Happen. Yeah, which all kind of flows into the whole 
person as city, which um, comes in later lessons. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I have lots for callers to. We're, we're on sixteen, okay. right? Yes, yes, we are. we are on sixteen. Okay, all right. So he wandered to find his master, his his who wandered to find Vivek, his lord and master, the glory of the image of Veloth, yeah. and found him in, of all places in the temple of false thinking. There, clockwork shears were taking off Vivek's hair, so we can probably thank uh, Sotho for that. Yes. Uh, a beggar king had brought his loom and was making of the hair an incomplete map of adulthood and death. Um, I mention in the, because I'm a fucking kung fu movie nerd, uh, I mentioned in the New Whirling School the idea of the king of beggars at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a beggar king might have been, I know that Kirkbride was kind of a fan of uh, wuxia stuff back then, so it's possible that he might have been thinking the same thing. Uh, but it's also worth mentioning that a beggar king is supposed to be a, uh, you know, a, a little bit of a contradiction. Mm-hmm. So uh, that could just be more language fun. It's also uh, the possibility of being a crime boss, basically. Oh, could be. Yeah. Ooh, uh, I like but that. why? Why would a beggar king be making an incomplete map of adulthood and death out of Vivek's hair? First off, why yeah. is he making a why is he making a map of anything with Vivek's hair? Yes. Why is it adulthood and death, and why is it incomplete? Well, <clears throat> have to look at the symbolism of hair here. Well, hair symbolizes yeah. physical strength and virility. Oh. Virtues and properties of a person are said to be concentrated in hair and nails. Symbol of instinct, of female seduction, and physical attraction. Mm-hmm. It also grows as yes. you grow, grow, grow older. Uh-huh. Yes, um... And it's incomplete oh, because if it's still mm-hmm. growing, the person is still alive. Therefore, you cannot right. make a map, yeah. a map of death out of a thing that is yeah. still alive or produced mm-hmm. from life. So that's my so, reading. Of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I I agree with that. So when when you say that, it looks like that the beggar king is looking at Vex hair. <clears throat> Excuse me. The way we might um the way we might look at the rings in a, a son log or something. Does it determine its age? Maybe mm-hmm. something something along those lines. Uh, I mean, that's that's kind of a crude hmm. analogy, but uh, at least you know, hmm. measuring and saying, "Oh, yes, how old are you?" When <laughs> oh, you yeah, yeah. maybe. Oh, uh-huh. where did I put my Miramusa? Is there is there a burial <laughs> rite by any chance? Does anybody happen to know in chat if there's a burial rite in some culture that involves doing something ornamental with a person's hair mm. after death? Um, I'm curious. I, 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 I seem to recall there being man fucking I should have been paying closer attention there's a uh, there's a uh, an episode of um, of Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities where oh, uh, yeah I've been watching that it's pretty great yeah it's really good they, they uh, this guy finds a, a piece of art made out of somebody's hair and it's supposed to be symbolic in some way but I don't hmm yeah, I also think we can possibly bring up something that Rob has brought up in chat. Um, the uh, the, sto- the story of the Beggar King um, from one of Nimira's um, disciples. Mm. Um, I don't remember the precise details, but uh, Nimira's blessing is um, to both be to go to go blessing God to go unnoticed, um, mm-hmm. to be able to always elicit pity. And there is a bigger prince. third one. Oh, beggar prince. Okay, um, so it doesn't quite necessarily fit. Um, but there, there is a third blessing that I can't remember. But it's basically things that allow you to be um, to be a really effective beggar. 
and which basically mm. also turns you into a really effective information gatherer. Uh, bas- mm. Basically, mm-hmm. all of the properties for a Nosferatu if you're playing Vampire Masquerade. <laughs> um, um, so, American Gods. Did everybody read that? Have not yet. Okay, uh, uh, go read that. Yeah, fair enough. It's relevant. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, uh, that's Neil Gaiman, right? Yes. Yep. Is yep. it Gaiman or Gaiman? Help. The, I think uh, it's Gaiman. Ga- Gaiman, as far as I'm aware. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Nerevar said, "Why are you doing this, my lord?" Vivek said, "To make room for the fire." Okay. Yeah. So, um, obviously, we already know uh, Vivek is usually depicted as being bald. Mm-hmm. With a halo of flame around her head. Uh, however, um, there is a Malkavian. Uh, <laughs> there is a. Um, you guys are such problems to GM for. Um, <laughs> there is a. They are. They are. They're just so. Oh, yes. It depends on the player. It depends on the player. Yes, right. absolutely. Um, I, I cannot stand fish milks. And so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Are we talking so, Warhammer? What the fuck? No, it's we'll, 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 expl- we'll explain Vampire once the cast is over. Vampire the Masquerade. Oh, okay. we, it would derail oh, more, horribly. More, more, more masquerade. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so they have. Um, uh, I, I think I've mentioned this before, but the symbolism of Vivek's flame is uh, it- extensive. <laughs> there's a lot of. Oh boy, there's there's a a lot of similar visuals in many religions, uh, Eastern, Middle Eastern, Western. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, thank you, Nightbot. Uh, there there's a lot of uh, symbolism that involves. Well, in Western religions, there it's usually a halo. Yep. But the origin of Okay, so let's say Middle Eastern religions, you have uh, a flame or an aura of sorts. Uh, and it is heavily speculated, especially by people who have meditated heavily and, found, and uh, attained this level of vision, that the flame is something that the fire, the glow, uh, the aura is something that people have actually seen during meditation while staring at either an icon or a painting or similar of a god or some other religious figure and this has also happened for christian meditation uh there's a type of prayer that very closely resembles deep meditation uh which i think is pronounced hesychasm and i am that's that feels so awkward in my mouth that i can't imagine that that's the way it's pronounced but i think i asked a bot to pronounce it once and that's how it came out and i'm still (laughs) skeptical um and uh this state is okay so i'm gonna all right you know me i'm a scientist i'm just gonna spit this people can judge me all they want um <laughs> there's a a state at which the brain reaches during heavy meditation that begins to lord dog that begins to resemble a the, the way that the brain operates when a when a child is very young like a toddler or newborn yep and the brain at that very young state is primarily focused on developing pattern recognition and one uh, and you know being alive <laughs> operating the body and uh but mostly comprehension just learning how to see things how to understand what's going on around it yep and one of the 
Uh, yes, edge detected, sort of backlit with an R up. That's exactly right, Baka. Um, and one of the traits of this pattern recognition that child that children's brains go through is the recognition of faces because they need it's very important for them to recognize who's their parent and who isn't. And one of the ways that the brain keeps the child focused on this idea of learning faces is to create this aura, this glow around people's faces. Ah. It is speculated that that is the state that people's brains reach during heavy meditation and that it can work for a number of things, including objects. But because these because a lot of these religious folks are staring at, you know, the image or iconography of their God. That's what gets lit up. And so that is theoretically a scientific explanation for how this works. Also, there's a gigantic number of explanations for uh, in Middle in Middle Eastern and Western religions for the flame or aura around a person uh, in 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 Hinduism. It I've I've heard it explained as the cleansing fire that burns away sin and desire or just desire, I think. And if we want to talk about living without desire, that's a whole nother thing that we, I think, are probably going to end up doing for shortly. Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, in Western religions, Christianity specifically, it's described as the uh, it's either the emanation of the spirit of God or it's a symbol to indicate that the person is blessed or filled with the the flame or the spirit of God. Yes. Cause um, you wind up with, um, to go with the, um, the event at Pentecost, um, it's mm -hmm. that they, um, the, dis the disciples had tongues of fire that settled on them is the wording. Um, Ooh. it's not really described as a halo as such. That's kind of a later thing, but that's kind of the first instance of what you could think of, as a halo arriving that's that's also why mitres are shaped the way that they are i mean i think it's also it's also worth pointing out yeah. there's a connection between the judeo-christian halo and sun yes since uh you know think forests were raw or whoever and have the the disc it's over <clears> their head <throat> rather than behind their head <clears throat> pretty pretty simple um you know, translation from one to the other. Um, I, you know, because because if you look at uh, stained stained glass windows, uh, mm -hmm. I, I I grew up Presbyterian. I went to a big castle church place. Stained windows always had you know whatever prominent figures. Yep. Uh, and and the halos were full full circles behind their heads, the same way that a sun. Uh, uh, there's also, I should mention that there is a Vietnamese bridal headdress hmm. called a, I'm going to try Kandong. Uh, Sounds right to me. Uh, it's, it's not, I guarantee it. But it is, it is supposed to resemble, it's supposed to be a, a reference uh, yeah. to the, the halo. Yeah. Of, well, yeah. yeah and, so, and so I, I, I think that brings us to a metaphor of, or, or, or rather what light symbolic of. Uh, because, I mean, if it's sun, if it's fire, whatever it is, it, it, it brings light. But there is a and difference that, in the Elder Scrolls. <laughs> well, that, yes, within, within, well, a, yeah. within alien <clears throat> cosmology, certainly, yeah. but oh, okay. not not yeah. necessarily in Dunmer. 
But, yeah, yeah, in Dunmer cosmology, light and fire are, and stars are all kind of very, uh, very related to each other. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as being uh, sort of divine divinity or divine power. Yeah. Or well, I'm curious yeah. as to why Vivek needs to shave to make room for it. Because well, otherwise, his the whole place will smell like burnt hair. Duh. Or uh, other <laughs> otherwise, her her hair will be burned and yeah. no longer make any natural better death. Mm. Yeah, possibly. Well, it, it could be also that because Vivek is may at this point be. It's it, it's always easy to argue that Vivek is at points in the 36 lessons, or at no point in the 36 lessons, is Vivek an actual god? Yes. Yeah. Um, and oh. this could be one of these plates, places where Vivek is preparing to go up another level. Yeah. Well, another another thought I just had is a lot of ascetic monk sects mm-hmm. will shave their heads. Beat me to it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, they did this for a number of reasons. Some speculate because it you know, healthcare was relatively poor. They wanted to avoid uh, louse and, you know, insect infection. That's probably not the case, though. Uh, what's probably the case is that they shaved their heads because they wanted to uh, it, it either in uh, uh, hygienic purification. Sure. Um, it, it, it could be that they wanted to symbolically demonstrate their piety, uh, their embrace of uh, of. You know, yeah. rejecting I mean, it, it physical beauty like, and, yeah. and the, the senses, you know. It, it seems mm. like the same kind of mentality behind the uh, mm. Catholic tonsure. They yep. shave just the top of the head and have yep. a, little, a ring of hair. That looks mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. It looks dumb on purpose. Yes. Because yeah. Oh, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's they the point. Want, yeah. They want it to look dumb. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it also, I've pointed out, makes... Uh, it has a practical effect of making all practitioners resemble all other practitioners, thus sort of creating this sort of sense of like of unity and also uniformity. we're all the same person and yeah, in conformity. Um, yeah. It also, it, as an act of humility, it attempts to help reduce Vivek's sense of unique identity and uh, to humble <laughs> or uh, yeah, mm-hmm. and to to humble Vivek, which is imp- which is relevant because of the last couple of chapters Vivek has just been through. Of sup of supplement supp- supplant supplicating yes supplication. Supp- supplicating will do herself to uh, ball well like ball and learning yeah denunciation of ego and vanity and hashtag not a cult <laughs> uh, if you don't couldn't cut your hair because oh sure yeah maybe yeah they gave up their family that's interesting um huh. and so uh. The state of uh, the, sta- the state of chaos r- shares many aspects with oblivion, is and the principle of void and emptiness. Therefore, Jim can only be obtained by an empty vessel. So Vivek must empty herself of herself, of her ego, uh, in order to allow the the state of divinity to occupy her. Um, oh, thanks for the resub, Arctic Jew six six six. It's a lovely username to say out. Doesn't doesn't put me at risk for. You know, terms of service at all. Uh, Bezos fucks with the hermetic halo heresy. Thank you. Uh, that's fantastic. And thank you for taking money out of Jeff Bezos' pocket. He doesn't have much of it. We, we keep going. We'll get him eventually. Well, he has less now. Yeah, now he has less. Uh, it might be reminiscent of assault survivor trauma. Yeah, sh- shaving a person's head can also have can also be a, a thing that people do oh, as a result of trauma. Yeah, and um, or it's also oh, I've forgotten what the term is where you spontaneously lose all your hair. 
Um, yeah, that's a thing. Um, yeah, that 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 can yeah, be that, 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 can, that can be a trauma response as well. Um, yep. But then it's also kind of a bit a bit deliberate. Um, in that in that case, it's 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 the sense in the sense of kind of assault survivor. Excessive purification is one of those mm-hmm. things that you will do um, after mm-hmm. an event after an event like that. So yep. it would so that that also tallies um, tallies very well. Um, I also I also want to highlight before we kind of move off this whole thing um, that mm-hmm. um, this is this 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 paragraph is one of the attempts to demean Nerevar. Uh, this yeah. is showing showing Nerevar to be someone who is willing to or who needs Vivek in order to carry on functioning. He's been taught all these lessons and he's still going back to his teacher and so on. So this is mm-hmm. still part of the 36 Lessons smear campaign. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't think that we should let that one um, slide particularly. I mean, it comes up again later. Um, that, um, it's, uh, particularly in yeah. Nerevar's conversation with Almalexia. I, th- I can't remember whether that's happened yet, but where where um, where Nerevar basically just goes to Almalexia and says, where is Vivek? I miss him. You're going to mm-hmm. your wife and saying you miss yeah. Vivek. It's mm-hmm. just oh, it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, no, it hasn't happened yet. It just it just bugs me. Um, but yeah, and it's it's yeah, it's Vivek likes to make herself look good by putting other people down. That's yes, just, yeah, absolutely. That's just lovely. This screams of personality disorder. <laughs> so, and the Hortador could see that Vivek was out of sorts, though not because of the impending new power to come. The Golden Warrior poet had been exercising his water face as well, learning from the dregs before he was born. Uh. So the water face is explained uh, actually in a second. Actually, we'll get to it. Hold yeah, on. We'll, yeah. we'll get to it. Yeah. Nerevar said, is this to keep you from the fire? In other words, is the water face there to protect Vivek from the fire? Yeah. Vivek said, it is so that I may see with truth. It and my place here at the altar of Padhome in the house of false thinking. Ooh, where's, we need to unpack that. We heard that before. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah, the house uh, of Pad, the altar of Padme in the house of false thinking. What is the where is the altar of Padme kept in the house of Boethia? Yes. So, oh, the house of Boethia is also called the house of false thinking. Yes, and it also there. It's it's again part of the ongoing slandering campaign of this is the stuff that came before and it's wrong because it's the devious, um, it's mm-hmm. the devious and changeable Daedra rather than the benevolent and lovely tribunal. So. This is saying Daedra worship is false thinking, is the way of unpacking that. Well, uh, I, I explained it this way. On the surface level, the connection is Boethia is the Daedric Prince of Deceit, and among her among her other titles, as such, deception is high on her list of weapons, so House of False Things. Yes. Oh, I've also had to, another thought. Oh, 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 wait, 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 wait. oh, I've got a lot to go. Okay, cool, cool. I'll let you finish. To Vivek, all of reality is a lie, which in fact yes. it is. The Arbus is a godhead's dream, and that it, and that lies to its inhabitants by resembling reality. To Vivek, then, truth is relative to the reality that is presented to us, which is therefore a lie. If something is true, it aligns with what we perceive to be true, but if what we perceive is intrinsically false, the only truth that, we, that can therefore be... Uh, the, the, the only truth that can therefore be what is not true. Hence, false thinking. By contemplating what must be untrue, we see past the godhead's lie and into the nature of reality. It's this as a co- strong concept, the Zen concept of no thought, which is thinking that that which is thinking that does not rely on the four possible combinations of yes and no. OK, so here we go. Yep. All right. Because Zen is tough. So we're going to take our time. OK. 
Number one, something is true. Number two, something is false. Easy enough. Everybody's on board. Number three, something is both true and false. Number four, something is neither true nor false. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's four types of thinking. If you have a thought that does not rely on those four types of thinking, you have a no thought. Yeah. Okay. This is why sometimes Zen sounds a whole lot like just absolute gobbledygook, just nonsense. It's because it is. It's because it's trying to put you into a state of, uh, of illogic, of dislogic, you could say. Mm-hmm. Which then makes it because a lot of Zen Buddhism is about um, giving your mind so much to think about and confuse it so much that you can uh, start to uh, uh, separate your consciousness from your logical, uh, your observational consciousness from your logical so, consciousness. So you're and de- you begin to watch the way your brain works. Yeah. You're, you're, you're DDoSing your own log. Exactly. Yeah. And so, and as a, and as you're DDoSing yourself until you eventually start dumping error logs. Yeah. And then you start reading the error logs. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that, because that's the goal of Zen Buddhism is self awareness. Yes. Okay. So, uh, yeah, you, un, yeah, you just start pulling cables until you figure out what's going on. So, to continue this train of thought, let's consider the relationship between Boethia and Chim. If the true nature of reality is a lie, or at best, a distortion of truth, then Vivek must contemplate this falsehood in order to perceive the truth, which is a step in achieving a state which in reality cannot be comprehended. Only by thinking beyond the realm of what is true and false can the actual nature of the universe be comprehended. It is a point beyond the various combinations of chiral concepts. Okay? Mm-hmm. So beyond the idea of, of the enantiomorph... So, and true and false. Is where, ...is where Chim lies. Yes. Which makes sense, because Chim is intrinsically ridiculous it doesn't it doesn't make any sense the idea of being mm. a part of the whole and yet still retaining your individuality yeah. does not by and it also, in, in and, of and it also maps into several things about boethia because of the whole i exist because he does not thing it's the idea because of making your own mm-hmm. truth and and yeah. building your own reality out of what you do i yep. i always thought him as close the parts I think before I am. It may not mm-hmm. be me doing the thinking, but something doing the thinking, and that yes. thing exists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and it, if and the Godhead exists, then I must exist. Is, is, uh, my mind is a way to to arrive at it. Yeah. 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 And, and that's kind of like uh, that's kind of one of the things that I. Think would have been really interesting if Kirkbride and company had had time to really sit down and really beat up this concept of Chim and yeah. Enlightenment in the Elder Scrolls universe. They probably could have developed a much more granular and well-defined walking ways mm-hmm. uh, that would approach that would seem to sort of make more sense, more exhaustive sense, I should say, in in terms of like the internal logic of the Elder Scrolls universe as it is right now. The the six walking ways kind of seem a little limited, and some are a little samey. Yeah, because and it's not even they, clear precisely what all yeah, six are. Yeah, some, some of them may be the same thing. Yes. Like, uh, like uh, Numidium and Scarab are, are both really closely aligned. And Chim and the Endeavor are the two that yeah, overlap the most yeah. with me. Which I wrote a thing years mm-hmm. ago about how the Endeavor is a long <clears throat> point for it. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, it is because the endeavor is about returning back to the initial brush point, the first creation. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Chim is looking back at that point, but sort of also becoming it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And and then then I think I I wrote how Prolet's tower was locking herself in. You just speak for so long. Okay. Or or get others to speak for you. That's my theory. Yeah. The whole kind of that's that's kind of where the um, where the American gods or Discworld concept of divinity and right. the Elder Scrolls thing overlap. You get, you get yeah. everyone else in the universe to say you're a god, and the universe will believe you. Which, um, yeah, which or will believe that's them. Just yeah, that's that also exactly. works with the Dragon Break. Um. And it's something that I like. So the Prolix Tower is also called the Hurling Disc. That's um, is are they definitely is, the yeah. same thing? Uh, I think I found somewhere that they are definitely the same thing. They are. Oh. Uh, I, thought, I thought the Hurling Disc was just the name for the itself. It's a dragon break. It it's is the wheel too. in that, a dragon break. Yeah, mm. that's mm. that. I believe okay. that is accurate. It's the it, it's it's a disc that it, it's the wheel that is no longer spinning on its axle. It's been picked up and flung. It's ah. it's it's a wheel that has no spokes, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. everything that implies mm-hmm. about the mm-hmm. frisbee, if you will. Yes, mm-hmm. the um, the the smoking tire after the end car wreck. Boing boing boing. It's the uh, in in every speed racer wreck. It seems every time a car crashes in speed racer, a wheel just goes off, off the yeah. like off you know yeah. like bouncing off into the. Th- I just always always find that funny. Those tires, whatever they're making them out of, just fantastic. A visual Wilhelm um, scream. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's, uh, I've, I've actually got a lot of notes on the, as I would, uh, on the six walking ways. And, yep. um, and I don't, I think there are a few errors when they're written down. They, uh, they're listed off in the 36 lessons out of order, for example. Yep. Which doesn't help a lot of people. And I think yeah. it's possible that they may have been that the list that's made in the thirty six lessons is incomplete. Yes, there's only about uh, I only clocked about three. Well, what was what was the because I've well, always he lists used, off okay like he lists them off the Numidium, the Endeavor, the Prolix that's Tower, Jim, the Antimorphic, the Transfers. That's not thirty six lessons. Oh, no, that's, that's, the, that's, the, the, that's the love letter from the, the fifth era. Teachings. Oh, it is love letter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's Jubalin. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I I've always relied on. <clears throat> Like in Europe, okay, because that's yeah. that always seemed to be the most well reasoned. Um, it is, and I, I found I think I found a flaw in it, but I need to go back and read it again because okay. I think what yeah. I actually found was that I just didn't fully understand what she was talking about. Yeah, <laughs> so I need to go back and double check because yeah. I think I might have just missed I, a I tended point. to go yeah. with Brynjar's list because that's the easiest one to find mm-hmm. on Reddit, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. Hey, we should we should we should see a flight again. Uh, uh, she gets invites. Yeah, every time I send off. Does she? Huh? Yeah, huh? she's on the list. Okay. So yeah. the water face cannot lie. It comes from the ocean, which is too busy to think, much less lie. Moving water resembles truth by its trembling. There's a lot of things that oh. we can talk about here. Yes, yeah. Um, and but I, this is the first time that that the lessons have talked about truth. And there's always an implication of violence when truth comes up in these things. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. In particular, blunt force trauma. I'm not. Um, <laughs> I've heard that Vivek and 
or I've heard that Truth, sorry, is connected to Baal in some ways because of how this sort of thing plays out. But mm-hmm. I'm a little skeptical of that because Truth is equated with hammering and maces and so on. And but that's because that yeah. also because that lesson had to have something to do with maces. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> but um, but no, it comes up in multiple lessons, and I will flag them as they come. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Uh, but but in the 36 lessons, Molag Baal is associated with spears more than maces. I mean, there is the yep. mace of Molag Baal as an artifact. I I appreciate it's hard to ignore. I appreciate that's there. So it's so you've got an association there. But in the 36 lessons, <clears throat> Baal is never really associated with that same sort of violence. Yeah. So I'm skeptical of Baal being connected with truth in that way. In this in the 36 lessons it <laughs> could be that there is a broader connection beyond 36 lessons and i'm just being too pig-headed to look outside one of the most extensive metaphysical law texts we've had in one, the other scrolls but yeah <laughs> one thing that i'm thinking about moving water resembles truth by its trembling i think about that famous quote from bruce lee where he talks about how you must become water because water flow or it Crash. Yes. Uh, if you put water on a cup, it comes up. Put it in a, tea, a teapot, it comes hot. Be water, my friend. Be like water, my friend. Yes. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, and that's kind of the idea of reacting to what your opponent is doing, getting out of the way, mm. and using their momentum against them is basically. Yeah, which is which is uh, a which is a tai chi thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah, cyclical. In my experience, much more sort of Wing Chun, which is one of the martial arts that Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee initially learned. So that's yeah, yeah. You've got my Ip Man. Yes. Um, So there's four. (laughs) Yes, there's four types of uh, internal kung fu styles. Yes, traditionally, Mm -hmm. four types: Um, Tai Chi, which you already know, Uh, Sing Yi, which a lot of people don't know, which is uh, a very um, interesting style of uh, mostly. Uh, up, I think it's I think it's uh, northern. It's a lot of upper fist work. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shan, which is my favorite, uh, which involves a lot of circle movement, circular movement, and Luhe Bafa, which is uh, translated roughly as Chinese water boxing. Uh, I would. Very, I would very highly suggest looking into uh, water boxing as a uh, it, it, on uh, YouTube videos or something like that. It is worth watching. Yeah. It's it's really something else. Um, I'm gonna do that. <laughs> so uh, it comes from the ocean, which is too busy to think, much less lie. Knowing what we know about the ocean and the Elder Scrolls universe, <laughs> what's that about? It's what's that about? It's basically um, <laughs> proposing the idea of the ocean as a massive store mm-hmm. of stuff that, of recollections and everything else. Mm-hmm. If we're talking about water as memory, at least. Um, yeah. But there's no thought. There's no. I want. To, I was about to say there's no thought involved in memory, which is technically not true. But there is no, or at least there shouldn't be any reconstruction. Any processing involved in memory it's just this is what you remember as 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 things were experienced it's not necessarily Mm -hmm. what actually happened 
but yeah. there is no adjustment to what happened because there is no reprocessing of the data, uh, so to speak. Mm -hmm. I don't know whether they necessarily intended water as memory when this was written, but yeah. I'm not sure either. I don't know when that idea happened. Um, I, I, I suspect it probably they were rolling it around in their heads. Yeah. Possibly. Or yeah, they were, or I got to tell you, I wish we had a Glorantha expert on this because uh, I strongly suspect that things like this might be borrowed from Glorantha, and I just don't know enough about the setting to be able to tell Do you. Do we have Captain um, with us? Ca as far as I'm aware, Captain knows oh, a fair yeah, amount about true. that one. I don't know if he's in. but Yeah, I don't see him in chat. No, he may I've, not, not I've not seen him so far um, tonight, but we can check in. So, uh, some fucking mod he made. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Captain. <laughs> we love you. Um, love you. Okay. Um, I just love Doc Moore. Uh, and so, um, uh, I'm going to get banned from my own channel. Yes, uh, yes you so, are. Um, moving water resembles truth by its trembling. I'm still trying. I don't have a comment on that in the New Whirling School because I'm still trying to figure that out. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah. I'm, st I'm still trying to figure out uh, it resembles truth by its trembling. Um, I, I guess I guess the movement is the idea, is the is the key that because I can't think of trembling without thinking of fear. Yes, and it's and, fear of violence. So I go along that yeah. sort of route. But I, I think what we're supposed to think of uh, when we say when he says trembling, I think we're supposed to think of um, just movement, of vibration, yeah. of constant constant quivering. Yep. Um. So Nerevar said, I'm afraid to become slipshod in my thinking. Vivek said, reach heaven by violence then. Everybody ready? Here we go. Yes. Oh, boy. Hey. Um, speaking of sentences that can be misinterpreted by people who aren't, like, learned, um, this, this is one, and boy, does it get misinterpreted. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a lot to unpack here, because we still to this day, or I still to this day, I'm not 100% sure if Vivek means heaven as in Aetherius, or divinity, or victory, or well, the fact godhood, that, or... The fact, the fact that that's not a proper noun, yeah. I, yeah. Think, I think can inform a little bit. It's not a whole lot, but, yeah. mm -hmm. but the fact that it's not a capital H tells me that it must be some kind of form. Yeah. I kind of go yeah. along the line of um, because we go off the number of walking ways from a similar phrase, the idea of um, six are the formulas to reach heaven by violence from enigma to enemy to teacher. Um, mm -hmm. So, well, but, but wow, that, I mean, if that, yeah, you, you said it right there. If, if reaching heaven by violence involves enigma, enemy, and teacher. Yes. But I mean, that, I mean, what does that tell us? I mean, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm literally having too many thoughts to, <laughs> to get them out. I mean, it, to mention, it, they're whizzing past so fast, I can't catch it them. It almost, <laughs> it almost sounds to me like I'm, I'm imagining kind of a full metal jacket. Enigma, you get the, the, the fresh recruits. They don't know what's going on. Enemy is early Ermy yelling at you in your face, and and uh, you know, fuck. And uh, teachers, when you realize, oh, Arlie Ermy was trying to get us to work with you, as an, you know, it's, it's Ender's game. Mm. You know, 
You know, okay. uh, when, mm-hmm. when, when Graf is like, yeah, I'm going to be the bad guy. So the end learn how to, uh, how to adapt. So do you think Enigma to enemy to teacher is a description I of the Vex relationship to the Hortator? Yes. Uh, I like that. Well, it's I don't think it's a linear thing, because if you're going by this, <clears throat> we're already at the teacher stage while the Hortator is still a mortal. And in this life. It's in Yeah, I think Morrowind. Yeah, I was gonna say in it, a relationship mm-hmm. to the Nereverine, yeah. absolutely mm-hmm. this is how it functions. Yeah. Not that's the how, that's what I should have said. Mm-hmm. You're right, you're yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Um and uh so uh, it's worth mentioning that Alistair Crowley loved to say that love often resembles hate. Um, did he mean love is, or did he mean love? He meant he meant little lowercase love. Right. Um, which is infantile. <laughs> <laughs> Frankly, yeah. it's just I mean, it's I, just ignorant. Um, well, 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 trying to trying to make sense out of it. I mean, it's like. Uh, stern. Yes. You're, you're, you're stern mm-hmm. with your kid. Your kid's like, oh, mm-hmm. they hate me. And mm-hmm. it's like, no, I'm I'm being an enemy. Yeah. I, I have to spare the rod, spoil the child. Right. I, I mean, I mean uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's or, a little more. A little more yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I'm pretty strict with violence. I got the house to myself. Um, Gonna watch uh, porn on the big screen. <laughs> oh yeah! I, yeah, you're. I'm about ten steps. Uh, All right. Yep. Uh, but yep. you know, I'm relatively strict on on myself. I take seriously, and I force him. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's going. Uh, you know, even in a, you know, when he's older and, and has the option of whether value to why to look back and go, oh, that's why I was learning all these things. I'm so glad I learned all these things. And that's, you know, I mean, it's, it's less, less broad and more sometimes I gotta be a dick. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just, it's just the way it goes sometimes. Uh, yeah. No, no bras. No bras. <laughs> no, absolutely. Idaho. And yeah, Sorry. Well, I was just had to watch my wife change her shirt. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah, just to go, just to reach, reach heaven by violence. Then I also kind of, I also kind of processed this as a way of. He says, "I." Um, Nerevar says, "I'm afraid to become slipshod on my thinking." And Vivek says, "Well, reach heaven by violence." Then mm-hmm. that's. Yeah. If you can't yeah. do anything else, do that. Yeah, it's, well, yeah. It's, the, it's the sense of well, if you if if you're if you're not going to understand the lessons I'm teaching you, become a become divine by doing something else. D- brute well, brute force it. So <laughs> brute force that shit. And that's here's <laughs> here's a thought that I just mm-hmm. have. What if he's? Or what if the vec is telling Nerevar, I want you to go and throw yourself into violence 
so that mm-hmm. you can die enough time to come back <laughs> as the right one. Crap, that might actually be that does kind of line up with the way Vivek likes treat that dude. Yeah. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. does, does reach heaven. Heaven being the proper narrative. Yeah. Player character. Or it mm-hmm. could reference the ball. That would be yeah. Yeah. So that's that's but we have it by violence die so many times. Uh and and something I was thinking about the other day when when if you die when fighting Dagothur, he says, Oh poor Nerefar, better luck on your next Yeah, yeah. And he says that so we know that we're 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 coming back <laughs> and Dagoth Dagothur knows that Um But so like, yeah, just, uh, just going to play the lottery. We're just going to roll it again and again and again <laughs> until, mm-hmm. uh, until you are the right Until you, yeah, you, t- you take the right form. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and maybe um, that's, and maybe that's when in Morrowind, you're attempting, yes. you know, heretic. That's mm-hmm. that one. Okay, let's test. It. Yes, let's it's. I, I will murder let's him again and again until he knows this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I, I don't think that's completely. I, I, I think so, but I think I'm, I'm, I'm coming from the perspective of Vivek telling Nerevar this. So he's, te- he's saying you should reach heaven by violence. Mm-hmm. It's sort of I, I do like the interpretation of Vivek just saying, look, if you can't figure out any of the six walking ways or the or how to become a ruling king or if any of my teachings aren't um, helping just kick a lot of ass (laughs) and i i i can't help but imagine that that might be sort of like vivek's point here that uh um reach heaven for vivek is like reaching victory it's like Mm. um I mean, it might it might be the 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 metaphor might be a little more specific in this particular case when we're talking about um this level up spear. That's fucking what I did, dude. Did you, did you see my Morwen playthrough? Ah. <laughs> um, it's uh uh reach heaven by violence is more about like go and uh uh become victorious by just just kick a lot of ass, just get out there and just fuck shit up, and you know. Yeah, and, I want to play Morwen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and so to, so here we go. Um, well, hold on. Let me, do I have anything in my notes that is relevant? Um, it's a lot of speculation about reach heaven by violence. Mostly. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of guessing. Uh, cause I, I, I didn't want to completely explain the whole thing at this point because this becomes very relevant in later chapters. So, um, I got, I got to, I got to hold on to some stuff because otherwise some of the later lessons are going to be like four comments. Yep. Do and, not you know. blow your load early. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Um, so to quiet his mind, the Hortator chose from the fight from the fight racks an axe. He named it and moved on to the first moon. Okay, so all right, mm. I I would have really enjoyed getting Nerevar's axe in in Morrowind. Um, that would have been fun. It didn't show up in ESO either, and that's a shame. Yeah. Uh, but I think that would have been a lot of fun. Um, well, I I wonder if. The first moon is a fighting stance. Uh, no. no, it's the first moon. No, no. no. What current thinking is that this is Masser. Oh. Just based on the just because Secunda seems to indicate secondary. Yeah. 
no logic other than that whatsoever. Um, uh, <laughs> nobody got asked. We just went probably master. <laughs> um, so uh, Nerevar was greeted by the Parliament of Craters. Okay, sentient landscape. I literally asked Kirkbride, are you talking about talking craters? And he said, yeah. <laughs> well, so yeah, of course, like, of course I was. Like, like with the... Did I stutter? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a lovely and, and image. Is, it's, it yeah. is. It's a, that's what I mean. Yeah. It's, a, it's such a great uh, uh, thing. Just a moon uh, covered with that mouths. The moons, just like... Yeah, like, or, or just like craters that don't even move or, or like, anything like that, but they just speak to you somehow. You know, like, like the wind travels like through them and you hear their voice. Mm. Or, the Hortatora lands, it lands on the moon. One of the craters like, hey, stop. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. What you doing? Hey, you land on the moon? All right. Yeah. Take it easy. What are you everybody doing on the, on the moon? Sounds like, everybody on the moon sounds like we're from New Zealand. That's fine. <laughs> you know what? I don't have a problem with that. No. For purposes of this of this conversation, we're all going to sound. Yeah. Sure. All right. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. 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 No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Shall we get on with it then? Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> Come on, Griffin. <laughs> I got some fish in my chili bun. <laughs> okay. Guess how? Guess how? Like bored. Yeah. Exactly. Oh uh, yeah, I got some uh, fushumbach liban. Which, which is actually just the. Uh, uh, it's uh, it's it's literally Taika Waititi's native accent. That's literally well, well, just well, what he sounds well, like. It's yeah. Korg is Taika Waititi, and then could be disturbed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And uh, that's that's just the way he talks. That's his accent. Um, well, I am kind of oh, curious. Oh, why does what why why does the moon have a parliament? Uh, it's a good question. Um. Oh. I, uh, I I think the reason why he was greeted by the Parliament of Craters is because he was a ruling king of the Earth. Because it says, who knew him by title and resented his presence for he wanted to be a ruling king of Earth and this was the lunar realm. Yes. So I think that, I think basically the royal or, or yeah. organism showed up. You know, the uh, like, uh, the Parliament like, showed up. The king did not show up. Like King Charles you, showing up. You White think House. you get the king? Oh, no, you don't. No, 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 no. Lunar, Nervar doesn't get the plus king. Plus the lunar king is the missing god. <laughs> Possibly. That's, uh, the, uh, the Lunar King is yeah. missing. So. so they shifted around him in a ruling, in a pattern of entrapment, which is also a scary idea of, of, of landscape shifting. Yeah, you, you do not want to be encircled by a, by a it, bunch it's of craters. interesting how the, the New Zealand accent sounds like a Texan accent when they're so distant from each other. It only sounds like that when I do it, no. Rob. Yeah, really, no. <laughs> that is a hundred percent my fault. Yeah. Um... A hundred percent my fault. Uh, I, I like this text. <laughs> yeah, the moon. D- I know this is such a great language here. Yes. The moon does not recognize crowns or scepters. They said, nor the representatives of kingdoms below, lion or serpent or mathematician. We are the graves of those that have migrated and become ancient countries. We seek no queens or thrones. Your appearance is decidedly solar, which is to say, a library of stolen ideas. We are neither tear nor sorrow. Our revolution succeeded in the matter that it was written. You are the Hortator and unwelcome here. I get ch- I'm literally getting yeah. chills wow. when I'm reading that. Yeah. It's gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous language. Um, yes. Really, really wonderful. Okay, just, just, just before, recognize crowns or Just scepters. before we dig Let's, into that, then, if, if, mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. the language is that absolutely gorgeous, is this something mm-hmm. that is one of those situations where Kirkbride liked the sound of it, and that's the only reason it is the way it is? 
it might be. It is very poetic. Yeah, which, um, yeah, which I, is I think I think we kind of there was a non-verbal yeah. agreement that we're going to avoid kind of playing stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, because it's we, just kind of okay. It, it looked pretty to Kirkbride, and so he wrote it like that. I, I yeah, but yeah. but like poetry for Kirkbride is a visual medium, yeah. um, as much as an auditory or or well, um, I think, literary medium. Yes. So. Well, well, I mean, jump, jumping into that, the moon does not recognize ground. That, that same, yeah. that, that's pretty straightforward. You're on well, the moon here. We don't see you or your crown. Well, no, they don't recognize any authority, which kind of, as yeah, much as yeah. I was joking about Lokan being the king of the moon, if, mm-hmm. if, if, if there is such a thing as the king of the moon, the parliament would not recognize it. It's, it's, is does that in that respect? Is the parliament is this is it is the, is the parliament of craters? Is the is is Masser possibly communist? Yeah, well, it's republican at least. Okay, sure. Yeah, um, it's a oh, I forgot the I forgot the Monty Python line about the uh, the, uh, the, the 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 peasant in the mud talking about the uh, oh. <laughs> yeah well, rotating representative. Collective. Yeah, that's autonomous collective. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Um, yeah. Oh, I didn't vote for you. Oh, I didn't vote for you. You don't vote for the king. <laughs> um, so the, so the- crowns are uh, generally symbolically represent the right to rule. Yes. The scepter then in turn resembles uh, represents like, military like, might. Might. Yeah. Yes. Which is why it is often awarded to the king's general when it isn't also granted to the king. So the Parliament of Craters does not recognize mortal authority of any kind, granted neither by royalty nor might. The moon is above such things. Hey. Yeah. Which, uh, which I think plays into some Chinese mythology, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. because uh, uh, like China was always called Middle Kingdom, Heaven, Earth. Yes, yes. Uh, oh, and good point. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's and and this is always something that I've associated uh, with the vet or Middle Air, like a lot of, a lot of good stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, well, it's the but, idea of Nerevar as king of the earth, and Vivek <laughs> as king of the middle air, and Set. I don't know whether is Set explicitly well, king well, of the well, sea. Well, at any I, point? I am because um, yes, because yeah, I yeah, am is yeah, king yeah, of set, the, is queen of the stars. Star, yeah. Um, but uh, I, yeah. Sorry. sorry, I completely <laughs> derailed you. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're good. You're good. <laughs> But I, I yeah, all good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and it's, on, I'm also, posting something in and chat. it's also ooh, the YouTube video. Watch it out. Okay, cool. Um, Probably like a primer on New Zealand accents. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> base, base, basically, if you want, if this is true for both Aussie and New Zealand accents. Uh, that <laughs> um, from 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 my perspective as a Brit, and but. For, so mm-hmm. for the for the US it's a little different. E's go to I, and yep. um, and A I's go to E. Yeah, uh, those and in in New Zealand I's goes to I's go to you. Mm. So you could sit out on the deck with your cuts. Yeah, <laughs> I could. That's that's merging into <laughs> South African. Yeah, it, yeah. Is, it is. Well, actually, I mean, it you've, does. You've like got the New Zealand the accent the does have cadence. a little bit of yes. South African yeah. in it. Yeah. yeah, you've got the cadence right. Mm-hmm. Short, yeah, short, back, Yes. Uh, yeah, but if you if you're in New Zealand, you could you could you could legitimately be told to put your dick of cards away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. Oh, well, no, when I do an Australian accent, I, oh, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I always have to, I'm from Canada. They got that uh-huh. Can- yeah. Canada. Mm. It's uh, uh, Stephen Fry likes to say that uh, uh, Australians put way more vowels in in a word than is necessary. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Although you go you go to the right place in New Zealand and they almost sound or not not right place in New Zealand sorry the right place in Australia and they do almost sound British. Well, there 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 is a version of the Kiwi accent in New Zealand that sounds or the Maori accent in New Zealand that that sounds a little bit uh, Indian, sort of. Um, <laughs> And uh, which apparently has something to do with a, a trade route of some kind. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. Yes. Uh, yeah. There's actually. I think they the Louisiana accent is just based off the French accent. Yeah. yeah. Because yes. that's what Cajuns are. They, they. They. Yeah. They, the the Creole yeah, language is from Cajuns who came down from Canada. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And lots of lots yeah. of lots of French. I mean New Orleans. Well, I mean it was. I do it. I, my my Creole accent's fucking awful. I'm not even going to do it. It's well, really it, bad. I, I, I lived there for I don't twenty know years what a and Creole it's terrible. Accent sounds- don't look at me. <laughs> it's a Creole awful. and an accent are two fucking different things. Shush. <laughs> yeah. Well, this Cajun accent then, yeah. pardon me. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, the spicy yes, melange yes, language. Yes, Baka, the spicy melange language. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> anyway. Prolongs life. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm looking at okay. Lions well, Serpent. Serpent or mathematician. Okay, yeah. so I dealt. I I dug into this hard, and uh, it seems clear in context that these three symbols should correlate to a country, race, or area in Tamriel. Really, it seems clear okay. because of the uh, because of the the previous line. Nor the representatives of kingdoms below lion or serpent or mathematician. Okay, so so, so you're thinking Khajiit, Argonian. And well, so Thassil? I was uh, mathmat- <laughs> I was mathematician. I reasoned was Dwemer. Possibly? I left the Enantium off personally. Uh, well, okay. Um, I su- suspected. I suggested that the serpent is man due to the culture-spanning depictions of Lorcan as yep. a serpent. Um, so I don't think there's any warrior, any- thief, and mage. Could be Baka. We'll get to that. There's no uh, deity yep. I can think of that a lion. Right. No. Uh, outside of, you know, Kajidi, you know, the Kajidi pantheon. The main. Kajidi, <laughs> yeah. and therefore, you know, feline. Well, um, I also suggested it's possible to go even broader in our interpretation and suggest that it could be a mythical depiction of good and evil. So I, lion I mean, and serpent as good and evil, and mathematician being yeah, logic and therefore that, neither. Yeah. That tracks. Yeah. Because if you if you if you look at heraldry, uh, <laughs> European heraldry, you see lots of lions, serpents in 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 those sorts of devices, and usually, you know, I mean, seeing the the lion and serpent fighting, the lions usually beating the serpent. Um, mm-hmm. or, or, or something along those Being lines. thoroughly pedantic, yeah. depending on how the lion is mm. portrayed in heraldry, it can be a leopard. Oh, yes. Really? If you've huh. got why a leopard? I have no idea. But when a when a lion is presented mm. like you know the like the three lions on the, the England shield, so to speak. Yes. When, yeah. when they're presented yeah. like mm-hmm. that, they're supposedly leopards, if I remember correctly. Um, the, it, the, I'm, the, I'm thinking of the ones that are yeah, rearing the, one, up. the ones that are rampant. Those, if yeah. you're wanting the proper her, heraldic rampant. term, yes. If they're up on their hind legs, it's rampant. 
But yeah, lo- as far as I'm aware, lions that are not rampant do not exist. But this is me picking. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, this, no, is, this no, is me I... with a very, very fuzzy knowledge of heraldry. So, well, you you know more than I do. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's yeah, actually yeah. it's actually relevant proximity. I'm over here in fucking world, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> in the or in the Oregon territory. Krasix, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. you yeah, do not I... say. Three lions on a shirt because it immediately leads to singing afterwards. <laughs> to, to three three wolves on a shirt. Yeah. No, 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 no. Uh. <laughs> so anyway, um, mm-hmm. lions are, are are very simple. Yeah. Yes. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, no, no matter how you lions simple, you know, royal, your majesty, or, or um, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and some of that they're the king of the jungle. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, whereas the serpent, I mean, especially being a biblical serpent, you know, slithers on its belly, it's poisoned, <laughs> and it lies. <laughs> what are you laughing at? God, yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's well, Good constructive insanity in chess. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> But if you don't understand, petition. I will explain afterwards. You will listen to the song and it will be in your head. But anyway. Great. <laughs> uh, petition makes me think of portals generally. Mm-hmm. Uh, really? Yeah. I mean, uh, maybe maybe I'm thinking of it too much in a real, thick, real world sense because the only people mm-hmm. who care about math rocks don't care, animals don't Uh-oh. care. Well, math yeah. cares about them. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. oh no, it certainly <laughs> does. But we, but but we are the only ones back categorize, quantify, and and understand math. Mm-hmm. We're the only ones in time. Um, you know, we don't. We're the only ones who mark the hour. Um, so mathematician. I mean, that also also makes me think of uh, uh, a Walt Whitman poem uh, about. Uh, 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 was it the when I heard the learned astronomer? What it's called? Uh, it factored heavily in uh, break. Uh, but it's a, it's a poem about how the speaker, presumably uh, Uncle Walt, uh, was listening to a, a learned man on his uh, um, his lecture about the stars, talking about the size, the shape, the color, and, and he was he was really dissecting. Uh, you know, everything about these stars, and uh, the speaker expresses displeasure at this idea, and so goes outside and stares in perfect silence at the stars. What he's, what he's saying there is that uh, science, in this case, mathematicians, are uh, trying to dissect and understand the world rather than enjoying it. Uh-huh. Uh, and so that's, that's what that poem at, at least how I read it, how I've you know, lots of other people have read it. That's what that poem is is, is suggesting, um, mm-hmm. and and at least the phrase, you know, science is inherently destructive. We have to destroy something to understand. Right. Um. You know, even even frog dissection. We have to literally, you know, the frog has to be dead. We have to cut it open. Yeah, we got to kill um, it, or we won't, we won't be yeah, able to understand yeah, it. We so, can't observe it. Yeah, violence isn't is inherently violent. Mm-hmm. Um. In in that. Mode of thinking. So we're thinking about mathematicians, how mortals try to understand their place in the world. That 
that's kind of where my brain goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, for for mathematicians, we've got lion, the good, and and the the majestic, and the and the valiant, and the serpent, the evil, and the deceitful, and then the people who are just trying to understand everything and uh, make sense of of their reality. And so the the Parliament of Craters is saying, I don't, I don't give a shit if you're the king of the jungle or if you roll around in the dirt, or if you don't even know what's going on, we mm-hmm. do not accept your authority. <clears throat> yeah. So to take uh, a, a, a long-winded tirade. That could that 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 actually kind of holds up a yeah. lot. Like if you're a, a, a king, i.e. a lion, or a serpent, i.e. the lowest of the low, or a, thief. Or a mathematician, a, a person who analyzes things and, you know, and, and a scientist, in other or words. Or a wizard. Um, <laughs> Yeah, or a wizard. Yeah, or a wizard. Yeah, or a wizard, Harry. Well, math in the Elder Scrolls universe, math and magic are yeah. seem to be extremely closely related, if not the same yes. thing. So, no, yeah. I, as again, I, I, I see this as potentially an anthropomorphic expression. Yeah, well, actually, that's, that's what I suggested in the New Rolling yeah. School is that it's about it's about the anthropomorph. Um, so we are the graves of those who have migrated and become ancient countries. I don't necessarily know if you could take a lot of what they say literally, but I kind of like the idea of this being a little literal. Those who migrated and became ancient countries, I think, might be the um, uh, not the Atada, the uh, Adra, who migrated from Aetherius and literally became the physical world. Does this remotely map onto what craters are on the moon in real life? If you're thinking about meteors oh, as ah. a thing that come from the stars and impact the moon, are we yes. talking about displaced get? Uh, what are they called? Uh, yeah, uh, magna yes. Um Yeah, that that sort of the thought that I was kind of working okay, with <laughs> uh, that. I, I can't remember quite how they're talked about in the original cosmology document. I, I remember the line of what are shooting stars, a misnomer, and I can't remember any of the rest of the phrase uh, oh, yeah. But as to what actually goes into any more detail. But if you're... T- and, oh, oh, sorry. My brain is now running away into conspiracy thoughts of Lig being the moons and... Ma- and, no, don't do that. Yeah, and <laughs> and then things like the Magna Gi doing things to um to Merun's Dagon in the bowels of Lee, oh and all of the connections therein, and yeah, I I, mm. I don't know that there's not enough for me to articulate there because I can't quite remember the theory well enough of Lig being the moons. I really like it. It's on Reddit. Go look it up. It's something like if you want to find Lig, look up. Is um, is the is the title of the Reddit thread. It's really well reasoned, and I really like it. But it complicates things if we're talking about craters in the conventional sense. What what thread was that? Sorry. Uh, the idea of um li- uh, the idea of Lig being the moons. Ah. Uh, oh yes. Yeah, okay. I can't remember who's responsible for it, but as I say, I want to say that was Mojo. Uh, it's a little too recent for Mojo. Or 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 um Tell you what, I'll Evan. I'll I'll look I'll look or, it up or, at some point during the cast and we can get to it. But the the can we milk anything from the idea of craters being departed stars or something like that? I mean it makes me yeah. think of I mean 
uh, early people, you, you know, see things like comets and say, oh, shooting star. It's not actually a star, but it's an object, a celestial object flying through space that mm-hmm. uh, uh, reflects light. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we call it a star. <clears throat> Well, that thing can conceivably crash into something which is crater, right? Yeah. Sure. So, if we think of meteorites or whatever as as stars, uh, then then craters would be what's left behind after that that star has died and made impact for that crater, we could say is a ghost of a star. Huh. Yeah, hmm. that's a hmm. Okay, yeah, that's the that's the uh, hmm. Box, Those who migrated uh, and became ancient countries, <laughs> though. What what is ancient country? Yeah, yeah that. Yeah. Where if those who migrated from? Eh. That. I mean, I mean, we don't know of unless the tattered Amalia. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's something to do with Atmora, we don't really have mass migration in Tamriel. I mean, that's unless yeah. it's, that's yeah, unless it's. <laughs> I mean, unless Kyber it's off. Who? <laughs> unless it's the oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Unless uh, the Orsimer theoretically, yeah. <laughs> unless it's talking about perhaps the twelve worlds of creation, hmm, as celestial objects. Uh, we are the graves of those who have migrated, have been forced into Mundus coming countries. Hmm. I'm, uh, it's yeah, tough, no. right? It's yeah. tough. Yeah. 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 Uh, or, I mean, do we know of anyone living on the moon prior to, I guess, Riemann? No. I not really. Know. No. The problem no, is, the, really. I mean, I mean, I mean, conceivably the aliens could have done it. Yeah. We've, I think. we've got no evidence for it, though. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no evidence, but I mean that they they had kick-ass portal magic yeah. that that they were that they were using. I mean, they were jumping yeah. planes with it. Yeah. So, but no, this. So I mean, it's it's conceivable that they could have had a foothold on the moon. Yeah. I'm gonna cancel my ESO subscription, and they're gonna announce the next expansion. And it's gonna be on the moon. <laughs> I just fucking know it. We've, all, know we've it. already I, been to uh, one. Smart money, smart money little, is on the a little piece. Yeah. Smart money is on the Telvanus Peninsula. Yeah. Oh, well, mm. I, d- I don't know. There's there's part of me that desperately wants Telvanus, but there's also part of me that thinks that they um, that um, dealing with slavery as much as you'd have to um, to deal with Telvanus is not politically yeah. good. <clears throat> at this point. But see, then they bring in the twin lamps. Oh, uh, hey, that, that could be good. Yeah, and there's your there's your main quest yeah, right there. Okay, you're joining in lamps, and uh, you're yep. you're helping, but uh, subvert a uh, former Dres nobility adopted House Telvani and established a slave colony. Yeah, but you can't o- you can't overthrow the institution. Is the York. only issue you can't sh- you can't get rid of the institution, which is part of my problem with it. Is, well, not my problem, but it's part of why I think it's a yeah. problematic well, no, thing I mean, to deal with. This is one one bubble of a larger, yeah, which which is slavery. But this, oh, it's really bad. 
Yeah, you like, could establish the twin mm-hmm. lamps, twin lamps. Actually, that would be quite a neat. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I don't, I don't know. If we're, yeah. I don't think we. Uh, have, I don't know. I don't, I don't, said. They're they're like a half Yeah, uh, yeah, they, they're an underdeveloped uh, subplot that they wanted to to do more with that they never really got a chance to. And thank God for modders. Yeah, is as my my yeah. my. I, I say that phrase often. I mean it every time. Thank God for modders. They light wait. Yeah, they do. And boob mod. Um, <laughs> so your appearance is de- decidedly solar, which is to say a library of stolen ideas. Um, we've never dealt with Magnus's library before. No. I like uh, Magnus' library. And uh, I have thoughts. Uh, but uh, solar, which is to say a decidedly so- a library of stolen ideas, which is uh, which is that. Nerevar does not act on his own inspiration, but rather the orders or tutelage of others such as Vivek. They are suggesting that Nerevar, like Magnus, who is also decidedly solar, and the other Atada are incapable of leading by their own path as Lorcan Yeah, did. I was going to say, is that simply Lorcan. saying that Magnus is Lorcan's, is just following Lorcan's pattern and not having any original ideas of his own, or is there something else to that? I think they would suggest that Lorcan did have a, a original I mean, ideas. Oh, of his yeah, own. but Magnus My- didn't. Yes. Okay. Then, I think that's that's what they're yeah. saying, yeah. See, I I think this is <clears throat> reference. Good. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. because and I've, and I've said this before on on Reddit, might Um but uh I I was someone had asked what the were and and I I mentioned how every so often uh bag Scrolls so track of uh, of what's going on to s- to in, store in, them in, in the library of the sun in Aetherius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So library, yeah. yeah. And so that so the stolen ideas are all various possibilities of unspecific as collect. Your your uh, appearance decided, is decidedly solar. I mean, determined by those scrolls that I think that they are conv- I think they say it as in we are we know that you are solar. You are decidedly solar. You are definitely yes. solar. Yeah. Yeah. Which which is uh makes sense for uh terrifying. No, that's not a that's not a known prophecy. That's mm-hmm. that's I mean that's not to say that the scrolls wouldn't talk about it because Scrolls well, talk about everything. Well, mm. it this we're gonna do a sentence. We are neither we are neither tear nor sorrow, which is, I mean, they have no no regrets. Okay. I think is what well, they're getting I, at. Yeah. But the next sentence is yes. important. Our revolution succeeded in the manner that it was written. Since we're already talking about Elder Scrolls, ah, there's the face ah. I wanted. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're already talking yeah. about Elder Scrolls, I think they might be saying our revolution succeeded in the manner it, that it was written means our revolution succeeded in the way that it was foretold. Yes. We mm. we did exactly what we were supposed also, to do. Also, my, 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 my like big that. O moment for that one. Mm-hmm. Um, where else have we heard of big revolutions happening and succeeding and throwing down things and breaking and faces? Licks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this this mm-hmm. is... This, in this bi- Cuba! Oh, no. <laughs> Cuba! This, 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 this feels this, I was thinking this, this feels like a reference to League in my mind. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I mean, let's let's think real quick. Does this predate on the naming of Lig? Yes. Or does Lig predate? So, I mean, that's not to say that the idea of Lig didn't exist in Kirkbride's head somewhere. It's an undefined, uh, you know, thing. Uh, But I think the, the, he may have been uh, uh, referencing the, the evolutionary ancestors. Yes. Um, Mm -hmm. So, so Mm -hmm. to speak. Yeah. No, Uh that's, that's absolutely true. There's, there's so many ideas in Morrowind that were kind of half formed or, there were nods yeah. to, like, mm-hmm. I'm convinced the towers were mentioned in Beyond the Ages of Man. Um, really? Yes. Mm. You, because you look at um, you look at the text. It it talks about um, it talks about white gold tower and various and various other things. But it also it the way that it talks about them, it capitalizes them in slightly odd places. Like it, t- it talks about first age wizard towers, which is not capitalized. Um, mm. That's the only. It's really, really subtle. But I kind of read through it in mm. retrospect, and it's kind of oh, it's it's weird that those kind of fall the way they do, unless they had the idea of the towers in mind when that text yeah. was being written. Uh, Raymond's first era, right? Yeah. Raymond is yes. late first. Yes. Era. Okay. Yeah, so, late, so late first era into second era. Theoretically, Battlespires are first era, theoretically. Yes. I mean, uh, assuming that they were established in the very early parts of Reef. The second yeah. second era wasn't announced until partway, at least early in Because he had, he had begun his conquest, he had already been crowned as emperor before the first era ended. If I recall, yeah. Well, the the first era ended with the fall of the last Raman emperor. So, okay, okay. So maybe I'm wrong about that. Here. I was I was thinking that the Reman Reman dynasty lasted up through maybe uh, the, the early. There were um, a few Remans. Uh, okay. Have you been reading the Tattered Amelian wiki? <laughs> I've, 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 been try- I've been trying to go through that. That would uh, possibly explain uh, okay. the confusion. Because, yeah, because yeah, it's possible that we wrote something in there that's wrong or wholly original. Yeah. And, uh, and, and you may have gotten that kind of tied up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I've, I've gone through some of the posts. Yeah. The, the posts okay. are fine, but the yeah. wiki is uh, for that. For that, uh, for well, that, after, um, after we're done, is... after after we're done. Oh, it's it's in the top bar navigation. Oh, bar is of the, it? Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. the Reddit. Well, it's it's specifically the the, the subreddits wiki. So yeah, oh, you'll find great. it. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, uh, you are the horde to unwelcome here, and so Nerevar carved at the go- grave ghosts until he was out of breath, and their parliament could make no new laws. Interesting. Mm. He said, "I am not of the slaves that perish." Okay. Uh, this is another quote, a Crowley quote. Ah, um, it's uh, it's kind of nice because you could just like you could just find those and go up. Oh, that's Crowley, and then you think you're uh, done. Nope. Uh, <laughs> so uh, anyway, uh, but Nerevar, this is actually pretty obvious. He's he's basically saying I'm I'm not you know I'm not some I ain't daddy ain't raised no bitch ass you know <laughs> um, and. Uh, 
Of the par- members of parliament, only a few survived the Hortator's attack. A surviving crater said, appropriation is nothing new. Oh, this is more great language. I'll read the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Appropriation oh, is nothing new. Everything happens of itself. This motif is by no means associated with hero myths. You have <laughs> I, not acted I, I, with the creative that. impulse. You fall below the weight of destiny. We are graves, but not coffins. Know the difference. You have only dug more and supplied no ghosts who reside within. Central to your claim is the predominance of frail events. To be judged by the earth is to sit on a throne of wonder why. Uh, damage us and you will find naught but the absence of our dead. Oh, so oh good. That, that last love it. Yes. That last love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like fill your pockets with seeds so dandelions will grow in your corpse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's fucking dope. It's dope. So appropriation. Uh, I'm gonna remember that line for the rest of my life. God bless Ukraine. I'm gonna remember that yep. for the rest of my life. <laughs> so appropriation is nothing. That's saying nothing is. Yep. Mm-hmm. Pretty much everything is stolen. From. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything. There are no new of, ideas. Everything happens of itself. That sounds like a statement. Permanent. Yeah. Yeah. Things happen because they're going to happen. There, Possibly there is back. no coincidence in the land of the Velati. Yeah. So yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. This motif by no means unassociated hero. So that's that's, obviously, it's saying yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, they're, they're not mutually. Exclusive. Yeah, it, it also it yeah. also Huge brings heroes. in the idea of heroes being self caused and self motivating, which ties into without yeah. the hero there yeah. is but, no so, event. But predestined and predetermined. So my so hero and, myth is mm-hmm. this great, <clears throat> disgusting prison. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Yes. Because if, because 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 if we're making a an association of great and mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and there's there's the idea that prisoners are some semblance work on experiencing own uh own uh-huh. yeah. uh huh yeah I I I don't yep. know that I I track with it personally but it's it's a, it's I do that, that- for, because because there's there's been assumption that most player characters have been just. <laughs> There was an assumption, as it turns out, that was not the case. Yeah, I was going to say, um, it, it maps yeah. more to Chesarines than it does to Prisoners, but yes. Yeah. I personally went before... I admit I'm complaining too much. Yeah. Well, before Skyrim came out, or I should say before Coda came out, I was convinced that Last Dragonborn in Skyrim was going to be a Chesarine. And I was sure I was right. <laughs> came out on 11-11-11. Um, you know, yeah. the Last Dragonborn, son of Akatosh, son of Lorcan. Come on, man. Yeah. Like yeah. Akatosh and Lorcan are kind of the same thing. Yeah. And I mean, space. for a lot of people, that's still a dream. Well, if you read Coda, but, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, but it's, uh, it's still a great thing. Yeah, I know, right? Happy eleven years. Uh, and come on, man. Um, yep. Uh, so, okay, you have not acted with the creative impulse. You fall below the weight of destiny. This is, they're basically saying you're just doing what you're supposed to do. Yeah. You're not. You're, do, you're not exercising you are, your own will. You are following the But yeah, we are graves, but not coffins. Know the difference. What's the? Oh yes, I'm sorry. But if you are following your will in the Crowleyan sense, you are following mm-hmm. your destiny and all the rest of it anyway. Unless I've misunderstood. That's the. That's the hard part about Crowley's concept of will is it, like it, it's sort of like it depends on whether or not you believe that God has a destiny and a plan for everybody. I'm not sure that Crowley did. I I, I think mm. that. He sort of thought of God as being like this constant, like chaotic influence. I don't say, I say chaotic, but I mean basically un. Uh, uh, what I mean is ineffable, right? I mean, it, like, uh, uh, and so 
and 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 Taoism kind of also suggests that yes, we have a destiny, but you're never going to know what it is. Yeah. So it's the question. You know, it's relax. the question of how how <laughs> different is will well, from dharma. So right. Yeah. I've and I've got this. Sorry. No, well, I, I was I was just going to say that that's kind of one of the things that's always sort of bothered me about the Thirty Six Lessons is that it, it, it like Crowley's will fits well with the idea of everything is predestined and uh, there is no coincidence. But the Thirty Six, the philosophy of Vivek specifically, seems to be so friendly towards the idea of chaos and random, unpredictable bullshit that it's it's kind of hard to. Get those two to balance in my Even head, you know. Reconcile. It's not yeah. so. Well, well, one. It's not so. Mu- it's not yeah. so much that Vivek is pro chaos. Vivek is pro free will. That yeah, he's pro. pro he's he's extreme, pro extreme yeah. freedom. Pro, yeah. pro options, yeah. radical freedom, all of that good stuff. Radical freedom. That's and what I meant. Yeah. So <laughs> it's not so much that you are pre-programmed to follow <clears throat> your will in the sense of your destiny and what you are always programmed to do but um so that there is that tension between what what your will is in the crowleyan sense and what your will to and what the will to power is or whatever words you want to attach to that that it's the will in the in the libertarian sense as backer is trying to pluck out and the idea of well, be free to do whatever, whatever you whatever you like, as opposed to whatever you we will. Be free, do what we want to yeah. do, and we want to get loaded. Yeah, and, and we want to have a good and, time. Well, at least if you listen to Sotha Sill's comments about uh, about Vivek, Vivek <clears throat> wants to be everything. So yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I I am looking at the page on, mm-hmm. uh, and under the weight of destiny, they have a. Yeah. So I'm not the uh, only one to to mm-hmm. have made a yep. connection. I think it's a good one. I, I mean, I think the, the library of stolen ideas. I think mm-hmm. I think that's worth time. Yeah, but for heroes, uh, Elder Scrolls are not destiny; they're just turning points. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so and so that's that's kind of you know if we're talking about determinism and and the facts kind of can bring through uh, a, a line determinism. Yeah, uh, the Elder Scrolls are that sort of de facto rule of determinism. Uh, because uh, to, to, to my mind, Elder Scrolls are uh, yeah they they appear scrolls, mortal manifestations of uh, windows into various dimensions of space, and so that's why you find. And what's essentially uh, seventh dimensional, you know, logic. Or, or, hmm, or, or, hmm. Because when you look at when you look through the seventh dimension, you're looking at all possible timelines, all possible past, present, future, mm-hmm. whether they happen or yep. not. So yep. of course everything is foretold because even things that don't happen are foretold. But we never hear about them because <laughs> they didn't happen. Um, yeah, but they're and, all true, and, especially the falsehoods. Exactly, yes. yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, and so we have different different scrolls that are relevant to different, um, different aspects of reality. So, hey, we have dragons. If it has to do with dragons, 
control at possible past and present. And th- that's that's just how things work. And this is um, the organizational system that Magnus catalog all this information. <laughs> so, when we say that uh, you have not acted with all the what you said earlier, right, right on, you are doing half or half yeah, where you can keep heaven reached heaven by violence and you yeah. haven't died to actually see the bars of cage. And we're getting and, and I'm, I'm getting more yeah. prisoner. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just kind of curious though <laughs> how much this, because this is kind of the questions for Sermon 18 as well that um, are, are there any kind of links between that in terms of the text that would explicitly tie that because it's there's questions about um, can Vivek be more than Vivek, and which Sermon 18's uh-huh. answer is yeah. definitively and, and, no. And that, yeah, and that, <laughs> yep. and that that's what Amalexia tells him. Yeah. Well, and and keeping so still dialogue that same time, mm-hmm. it seems to me that the deck is trying to find boundaries of. Where, yeah. yeah. Where is how the much room does he have to to, to <laughs> yeah. exercise your own will? Yeah, and yeah, and that's the that I think is sort of the like like the debate that Vivek is having internally is yeah. if everything is predetermined and there are no coincidences, then how much say do I have in what's going on in my yeah, life? Yeah. Where, whereas, whereas, still, still is and prison. Yeah. And where Mm-hmm. Uh, Sofa still doesn't seem to understand the breadth of, you know, this the space that he's got within this prison. Mm-hmm. But Vivek, that's all Vivek cares about. Right. Vivek wants to know where the limits of her freedom are. And mm-hmm. so he spends time looking at the bars and setting up, uh, <laughs> you know, um, uh, con- contingencies in the form of the hortator. Saw the sills trying to figure out why concrete works the way it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But but back to graves, not coffins. Yeah, know the difference. Yeah. Uh, What's the difference? The, the a difference coffin, is a coffin contains the corpse of a being. A grave records the existence of that yes. being. I disagree. A grave can contain a coffin, but unlike a coffin, it does not lose its purpose if it doesn't contain yeah. a coffin. A, a grave. To my mm-hmm. mind, is a final resting place, whether intentional or not. Uh-huh. If you die okay. out in the wilderness and you're mm-hmm. buried by the ravages of time, that mm-hmm. is your grave. A or coffin, is it your coffin? Well, a, a we coffin talk about a watery grave. Intentional. We talk about a watery grave. We don't talk about a watery coffin. Uh, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, coffins that that shows intent. Mm-hmm. This person died. We are aware of it. We will honor the dead. Mm-hmm. By by making sure the body's protected and, and you know all this stuff. So that to me sounds like a difference. Grave is someone's dead, and mm-hmm. often as someone's dead, and we acknowledge this. So you have only dug more and supplied no ghosts to reside within. Only dug more, so perhaps you've created the space for people to die. Graves, but, yes, uh, yeah, yeah. You've, not, you've not dug graves. Yeah, yeah. You, uh, you've created death. Maybe, and you maybe, have not memorialized well, it. 
Well, well, mm-hmm. yeah, supplied no ghosts to reside within. You mm-hmm. Haven't there are so enough? That you've, there, you've created coffins, but not graves. Uh, that I think that that track. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I was thinking the Vec is is. Uh, oh no! This is the horde. Space void, the, the, void this, absence this, of stuff. This is the hortator. The crater is speaking. Yeah, we have conflict. We have yeah. conflicting notions of. I think what I think what Arctic Dew is pointing out is that when it comes to the language of grave specifically, we both have things. The ideas of an unmarked grave, a watery grave, where people are just buried yeah. and it's dealt with. Whereas, yeah. and so, but so, you've also, but you've a, also got the idea of a gravestone, which I think is what Andrew is getting at of the gravestone as a memorial, and well, that's that. That's what I would associate with the coffin, mm. because the the because it's some it's some manufactured thing around the death, around the the, the grave. We're acknowledging this person died, yeah, yeah. who Before... they were, and 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 we're respecting them. Whereas a grave doesn't necessarily need a headstone or yeah. a coffin. Yeah. Bef- it's just where the, someone yeah. died. Before the coffin is placed, a grave is only an empty hole. Yes. Yeah. So 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 I'm one so if it's an empty hole, then looking back at Thurman here, you it's... have dug more. You've only dug more. You've created the space for people to die, but you haven't provided a grave is an inverse yeah. wound. in it. That that's fucking awesome. I'm not sure where on earth I can go with that, but it's just struck me. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, no. I, 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 I mean, I might steal hmm. that for something D&D related, but... Uh, yeah, if, if a womb is a space for birth, a grave is a space for death. Instead of being <sighs> from... And, yes. and early peoples, I mean, if we, if, if we look, especially in the middle... Uh, there are finds like uh, grave sand, rock yeah. That uh, a lot of the bodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're 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 buried, curled up. E- oh, even if you look at the mummies in Barwin, going to yes. Ashlander, that the Ashlander tomb, the mummies kind of huddled up mm-hmm. in a. <laughs> I don't know if that's relevant, no. but that's I don't know. Yeah, you know, I don't know. We're just, yeah. just exploring it. Yeah. Um, um, so, central to your claim is the predominance of frail events. Uh, His claim is that he is not of the slaves that perish, but the Parliament of Craters argues that he is only that he only bases his claim on the events of his past, which, since they are only performed according to his destiny, are frail and matter little. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he has only yeah. done what is expected of him, tasks that were prepared by others for him to complete as though he has ticked them off, uh, ticked off goals on a quest log. Yeah. So they mean very little to people who care only about the exercise of will. Yeah, you've said what I was thinking, but in better words. <laughs> well, I wrote it down years <laughs> yeah. ago, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, years ago, you. Mm-hmm. Part of- Th- thank you, Pastor Chris. <laughs> to be judged by the earth is to sit on a throne of wonder why. So, to, though he may become a king, Nervar will still continue to be judged by the earth, which is to say that he, was, he will always be mortal from the earth, of the earth, judged by the earth. His throne it will still be that of wonder why. He will never have the answer that truly matters. Why did I do all of this? He might ask himself. So, what is the point? How did I get here? Uh, yeah. Uh, here's, my here's, God, what have I done? Um, here's a thing that I just thought. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. May, may throw a wrench in. Mm-hmm. We know that the horse tour has only dug more. There's a pile of dirt there, right? Yeah. If uh, to be judged by the earth sit on a throne and wonder why, imagine a horse sitting on that pile of dirt, mm-hmm. that freshly overturned dirt, having mm-hmm. no one to uh, to bury. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, mm-hmm. That judgment. He still does and, and the yes. horse's value as. He still doesn't know why he's there. No. He, no. He, he knocked it. He said, Vivek said, seek heaven by violence. And so he walked up there and started doing stuff, but he didn't know why he was doing um, it. He started he digging graves. He started digging yes. graves. So to be judged by the earth. Oh, fuck. Hmm? I said, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to be judged by the earth is to sit on a, thr- is to sit on a throne of wonder why. I'm just curious about the phrase mm-hmm. wonder why. And so I've just done a quick search for it. It appears in the first sermon. Um as I, I return um that um I mean it, yeah. it's, it sounds to me like it's the same vein of the parents. Yeah. It's it's yeah. Like like it it's it grammatically yeah. doesn't really make sense. I I, I return it it's like in, a- in, in the in sermon one it's I return now to haunt the warriors who fell and still wonder why. Um mm. so and so hold on, hold on. Who fell? What, what, what warrior? I return now to haunt the warriors who fell and still wonder why. I'm, I'm trying to work out the gra- the grammar while skimming. I, it's it's a Daedra that's telling. Yeah. It, it's Daedra. That's so saying this. the Daedra is. It sounds like Daedra is walking upon a something something like mm-hmm. that. Whereas, whereas, where is the king? Yeah. I, I would also potentially link it to causality I mean, take, if, to sit to sit on a throne of wonder why and to be con- mm-hmm. and for that to be connected to uh to, um to, for that to be connected to morat to the earth and therefore kind of terrestrial logic is to be bound to be, by causality to to be judged by the earth is to be buried maybe um. Possibly, I mean that connect that certainly connects to the warriors who fell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So I'm wondering if maybe that's the yeah. idea here is is that um, to be judged by the earth is to sit on a throne of wonder why. So you were the king, but you still don't understand what your purpose was. Yeah, just well, like well, they- like I'm 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 kind of looking at phrase, not phrase <clears throat> of mm-hmm. being analogous. Now we'll just do the, the, the king presides over the lives and death right. of, of yeah. right? So I mean, I mean, it's 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 a it's a thin connection. Yeah, yeah but, that's a tough but one. That's, that's where I keep coming back. That uh, it was how uh, of someone the, a, a king of a uh, of a defeated nation, uh, something like that. Um, so I'm not. Uh, not <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. fair enough. Sometimes uh, exploration goes nowhere. Sometimes. Yeah. The uh, the uh, thirty six rages of Vivek are really good. I have two periods for some reason or other in the ending of the word. I have to fix <laughs> that. But um, yep. one of them is an interesting little Easter egg. Yeah. Uh, oh, da- oh, damage us okay. more, and you will find naught but the absence of our dead. Is the final keep finish? Keep digging mm-hmm. graves, and you'll find that there's no one there. <laughs> <laughs> 
Which is also yeah. a way of saying there's, they won't die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You, pro- you it's you, you could keep you keep beating your head against well, us and it's never gonna you're never yeah. gonna get anywhere. Yeah. Um and it's mm. uh uh especially considering what happens in the next yeah. sermon. Um, the idea of uh, Nerevar making no meaningful impact whatsoever. <laughs> uh, it works. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. One of the best sermons yeah. out there, I think. Uh, there's, definitely there's a, top, a lot in that one. one. Yeah. Yes. And, that one's, that one's and some lovely language. I mean, I, mean, I have it, to say... It took us about two hours yeah. to talk about it. Well, yeah. I, and I have to say that this is a good lesson when you talk about the reason why metaphysics uses language that seems so inaccessible and obtuse. Yeah. This is a good reason. This is a good lesson to refer, to refer to when you talk about stuff like that is because sometimes the traditional use of words there, sometimes there is no usable word in the English language to explain yeah. the concept. Yeah. And yeah. so instead well, of doing know- what the Germans do, which is just create a new word that's made up of those words that we're trying to explain. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I've seen, I've seen the Vecchio's Kenning before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think in the sermons, he's, I don't recall what, what canon was for, for, for those who aren't familiar with the term, canon is, uh, essentially taking two, two words and combining them to create a, a, a kind of like term, sort of. It's more, yeah, it's, it's more, more common in like, um, you know, in like a Beowulf. Kenning, can you spell that? Um, I'm curious. K E. N-N-I-N. Oh, because I cannot N-N. find that word anywhere in the in the Imperial Library. But um Oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's it's it's, but, it's a it's a linguistic device. Okay. Um ra- rather than a, a feature of lore. Of <clears throat> so it's a compound expression of old English and old Norse poetry with metaphor. It's also so if I were to if I were to have a wound hoe, I'm talking about a sword, because it is a tool, an implement that Delicious yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That would be yeah. an example. But there's also the idea of um to, to me, kenning is just knowledge. Um, which if you go with Which, which you, if etymologically, yeah, it may yeah. very well. If you have, go have if you go with roots. um northern English dialect and Scottish dialect, do you ken? Do you understand? Uh, yeah. Um, That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, a, 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 a is an understanding <laughs> yeah. of something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because I'm, I'm looking at the etymological tree here. Yeah, we've got Old Norse kenna, the yeah, yeah. word see, English yeah. can, and then kenning. Uh, the only I, I only yeah. know the so term ken, kenning from uh, from uh, the We Free Men. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, or ken. The, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> precisely <laughs> how it gets Big used. Jump. When I was when I was yeah. in college, we did a reading of Beowulf. Oh, whole day. Oh, okay. Lotorio Lut- 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. in Dutch, Kennen means Kenan knowing. Means knowing or being. Oh, ah. so yes, good, 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 so, good so, Germanic huh? roots there. You can, yeah. We're, well, in so, Dutch, Kennen. So yeah, cool stuff. Yeah, yeah, neat. Okay. I mentioned yeah. the We Free Men and my wife went. <laughs> <laughs> Why is your wife not listening Nobody doesn't to the love stream them. if there's going to be comments from this? Oh, yeah. She yeah, gets no, half uh, of it. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> or a third I mean, of it, I, as yeah. it were. You know. I, I, feel, I feel like we're all uh, out of things like linguistic etymology. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's fun stuff. 
Yeah, I think right. that's um, it, though. So that that's it. Yeah, uh, we really milked the shit out of this one. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, sermon 17 is next, and then Sermon 18. We're going to try and do something special for Sermon 18, yes. so uh, we will send out the signal fire as well before that yes. happens. Um, and uh, as it marks the halfway point, and it's also a very in, uh, 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 important sermon, for Vivek, yes. at least. The dog, uh, the, the dog just walked up, mm-hmm. put her tongue directly in my <laughs> mouth, and then walked away. Now, yeah. You. Flex her bow. Are you not going to talk about Akavir? No, no, not at the moment. Oh, uh, I mean, in in Sermon 18, yes, we probably will. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Before before we pop off. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, bingo. (laughs) 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 (laughs)